The Bible says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon the house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon the house. And it fell, and great was the fall of it. Let's go to God in prayer, then you can be seated. Lord, I pray this morning in Jesus' name. I pray, God, that you'll touch me and give me liberty. I pray, God, that you'll give me wisdom beyond myself. Lord, I know and I confess this morning before you and before this congregation that I'm nothing. Lord, that I'm just clay. God, that I have no power within myself to accomplish anything. But I pray, Holy Spirit, you'd help me to be a channel this morning that you would flow through. I pray that you would take your word, and God, that it would go forth in power this morning. Speak to the hearts. Lord, we don't want to entertain. God, we're not here this morning to impress, but Lord, we just want to deliver your message. And I pray the Holy Spirit would season it with his touch this morning. God, would you move in our midst? Would you help the hearts of your people? God, would you save the lost and reclaim the backslid? God, I pray for homes that may be struggling or may be falling apart, for things that we can see and things that we cannot see. I pray the Holy Spirit would work in the lives of every husband, every wife, every son and daughter this morning. I pray that you'd do that work that only you can do. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. I want to preach a few minutes this morning very briefly on this subject, on building your home on a solid foundation. Building your home on a solid foundation. Matthew chapter 7 is very important because it parallels three things in this chapter. It talks about the two ways uh, that represents the start of life as he talks about the broad way and the straight way. And then he talks about the two trees that represents the growth of life. Talks about a tree that brings forth good fruit and a tree that brings forth corrupt fruit. And then he comes to the two foundations which represents the end of life. What your foundation is ultimately determines the very end of what your home will be like. Not just your home as far as the husband and the wife, but even as this house that you and I live in, uh, this tabernacle, this house that we're in today, it has to be built upon a solid foundation. And in our text this morning, uh, Jesus deals with, in verse number 24 and 25, he deals with with a man that built his house on a solid foundation. And then in verse 26 and 27, he deals with a man that built his house on a sinking foundation. And the question this morning is, is what foundation have you built upon today? I like what the songwriter said when he said, on Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking, sinking sand. And can I tell you this morning, if your life and if your home is not built upon Jesus Christ, then surely it is on sinking sand this morning. When we think about the solid rock in verse number 24, uh, Jesus tells us about the rule as he says, Therefore whosoever heareth the sayings of mine and doeth them. And friend, that is the rule of building your house on a solid foundation is not just hearing, but it's doing. Amen? The Bible says uh, uh, that the Word of God talks about in James chapter number 1, talks about a man that be is a hearer of the word but is not a doer of a word the Bible says he is like a man that beholdeth his natural face in a glass and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of person he is you see you can look in the mirror the 
this morning, but because you're not looking in that mirror right now, you and I have forgotten what we have seen this morning. Isn't that right? And so the rule is, is that if you're going to build your house on a solid foundation, then you've got to hear and you've got to do the sayings of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? And then he talks about that rock. As he said in verse 24, I'll liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. You know what Jesus said in this text here? That if I will hear the word of God and if I will do the word of God in my life, then it is like building upon a rock that cannot be broken. Amen? And friend, if you want to have a blessed life and if you want to have a, a, a happy life, then build your home and build your life on the foundation of the word of God. Amen? And so he talks about the rock. And then in verse 25, he talks about the rain. As he said, the rain descended and the flood came and the winds blew and beat upon the house. Now, isn't this interesting this morning that just because this man built his house upon a rock, it does not, uh, uh, listen, it does not alleviate him this morning uh, from the rain that is going to come. He is not, listen, obsolete, uh, uh, listen, by the storms of life, uh, even though he's got the right foundation, even though he's hearing and doing the right thing, he still has storms in his life. And can I tell you this morning, the Bible says it rains upon the just and the unjust. It doesn't matter how long you've been saved. It doesn't matter how long we've lived for God. We are not exempt from storms this morning. It's not a matter of if the storm is going to come. It's a matter of when the storm's going to come. And friend, what we, the foundation that we have built upon is, is what going to, is going to ultimately determine what we're going to do when the storms of life come in our life. Amen. And so he talks about uh, uh, the rain and then he talks about the remains. Notice what he said in verse 25. He said that it fell not for it was founded upon a rock. Do you know this morning I don't want my home to fall apart. I don't want my life to fall apart. I want to listen. I, I don't think nobody in this building this morning intends for their life to be wrecked and to be ruined. And I, I sympathize with people that have went a different route and they have tragedy and you could testify about the storm coming and, and your life has, has fallen apart. Well, I've got good news for you. Jesus Christ knows how to pick up the broken pieces of life and you can still build upon this rock this morning. You may have not survived those storms, but if you'll start today building upon this rock, you can survive the storms that are coming your way. Amen. But I want to say this morning, not only do we see the solid foundation, but now Jesus talks about a sinking foundation. In verse 26, he gives us this warning here. And he says in verse 26 that everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not. Amen. Can I tell you this morning, there's a lot of people, they come to church and they hear preaching. But the problem is they just don't do it. Am I telling the truth this morning? There are people sitting here today, you're hearing the word of God, not because I'm preaching it, but it's in the context of the scripture. And it's rightly divided, I can promise you that this morning. And the Holy Spirit will give you ample opportunity to do something that will better your life and better your home if you'll only respond to this invitation. This is not a sermon this morning. I'm not preaching to get a paycheck. I'm not preaching to get a pat on the back. But I firmly believe this morning, I'm not preaching this because 
because I don't have something else to preach, I believe with all of my heart God is sending a warning out to someone or someone's saying, my friend, you need to build your house on the right foundation. There's a warning if you don't do the word of God, if you don't practice the word of God in your life, I'll tell you what's gonna happen, friend. Your life and your home is gonna fall apart and you're gonna surely sink, amen. I'm shocked at the people that think they cannot listen to God nor his man and their life can turn out right. I don't know everything and I'm a human just like everybody else but there is a calling on my life uh, and I do hold the word of God in my hand uh, and I'm gonna tell you friend uh, if you don't listen to what God is saying not what I'm saying but what God God is saying in this book uh, you're gonna pay great consequences for the decisions that you make in life. And there's a warning. And then I see the water. Notice what he said. That the, he said the rain descended. He said, and everyone that heareth these things of mine, verse 26, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. Notice verse 27, and the rain descended. Can I tell you something this morning? For those of you that may be sitting here and not right with God, the rain's coming in your life. Don't you think for one moment that you walk out them doors and not do what God said to do and the rain's not coming in your life? I've watched too many people in 19 years of pastoring this church, I've watched too many people turn their nose up at the word of God and stick their chest out and walk out them doors to think that, well, somehow, some way, I'm going to live my life and I'm going to do my own thing and life is just going to be grand and glorious and it's going to be better out there than it is in here. Friend, the Bible says in verse 27 that if you live your life like that, you're not just living on sinking sand, but you're a fool this morning to think that you can take life in your own hands and choose to live it the way that you want to and when the rain come or if it not come you're foolish to think that hard times are not going to come. Amen? And can I say this morning, if you won't give God time now, what makes you think God is going to give you time when the hardships of life come? Amen? I'm going to make a statement here that we don't hear preached much. But it's in that book. I do believe God's a forgiving God. I believe He's merciful. And I believe when He speaks to your heart, you better respond because He's given you a chance. But I'm going to tell you something. When you walk out and you walk away from God and you turn away from His Word and you go out and you live your life and the storm comes, I have seen people run to the altar and never find a place of repentance. You say, but God's so merciful. He's so forgiving. Yes. He's so merciful and He's so forgiving that He's given you an opportunity today to get right with God and do something about it. But if you turn away and go your own way, the warning is this, there may come a time or there will come a time when you're going to need God like you have never needed Him before. There's going to come a time when a storm's going to come in your life like you have never seen, friend. And it may be today. It may be tomorrow. It may be the next day or next week. I don't know. It may be five minutes from now but whenever that storm comes if you have rejected God there is no promise that God will not reject you amen you say will God not hear me if I repent he will but the storm's still going to be there you know this morning there's a lot of storms that comes because we don't build on the right foundation 
And I see the warning and I see the water, but I see the waves. Notice he said in verse 27, And the rain descended and the floods came. I'm telling you, friend, it wasn't just rain that come in this man's life, but it was a flood. When a flood comes in, you know what it does? It overtakes everything. When a flood comes in, it engulfs everything in your life. When a flood comes into an individual's home, it does not care about the precious cargo that's on the inside. It does not count the value of things. When a flood comes in, it takes every room of the house. It takes everything. It destroys everything thing in its path. It does not care if it claims lives. It does not care if it destroys the entire house. It'll wash it all away. And we have all seen that. When floods come many times, it'll wash every materialistic thing away. It'll destroy the entire house and bring it down all the way down to its foundation. If the foundation is not good, it will totally engulf and do away with the foundation. And you can walk by where a house once stood and it is no longer... Even uh, there's no longer even any identity that it was ever even there. I watched a few weeks ago on uh, YouTube. I, I went on there and I watched where the tsunami of 2005 came into a city, and I watched these people as they were standing on a little hill, and they uh, had their cell phone and and way off in the distance on the other side of that city. I'm talking about a large town. Of, of multiple houses and a highway and you could see cars running up and down the, the, the road. It looked like an interstate of some sort or a highway of cars that were running up and down. They were standing on the hill and they was videoing something that way over in the distance it looked like a bunch of dust that was just coming up. But as it began to get closer and closer, I'm talking about a, a city uh, with multiple, uh, listen, untold how many thousands of people was living in that little city there. But it began to take those houses down in the distance uh, and that water began to come in. And I'm telling you, listen, in a matter of five minutes of that little video, you can look at it yourself. And the entire city that was once there has been washed away. And you can see people going down and being washed away. That's the flood that came. But it is no comparison of the floods of this world that overtakes homes and overtakes lives of individuals. There is no doubt there are people sitting here this morning. If you don't do business with God today, if you don't get right with God today, the flood is surely going to overtake you. You see, he talked about this man. His house looked wonderful. His house looked just like the other, man, other man's house. The only difference is when the flood came, one man stood and the other ones fell apart. Because it wasn't what was on the outside. It was what was laid underneath. And can I tell you this morning as I look at this congregation, we all look pretty much the same, don't we? We've got our Sunday clothes on. We have come to church. But you never know what's going on in people's minds. You never know what's churning in their hearts. As people sit in church and they wear a shirt and a tie or a nice uh, 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 clothes or they wear a nice dress, you never know what's playing in their mind and what's playing in their heart or what is in there this morning. I'm here to tell you, listen, you need to think about the floods of this life. We all have to face them in this life. And I have watched people that are saved go through troublesome times in deep valleys and deep waters only to see that the God that they served in the sunshine was as real in the storms of life 
life to see that the God on the mountain was still God in their valley, amen, that even when things go wrong, there's a deep settled peace and there's a deep settled assurance that somewhere, somehow, some way, if we don't even make it through this life, as they sung this morning, my friend, shadows may fall, but they're not going to be anything in the light of heaven's dawn. There'll be no sickness. There'll be no suffering. There'll be no sorrow. Can you imagine a life of no storm clouds, a life of no shadows, a life of no heartache on the other side, on the sunny banks of sweet deliverance. We'll bask in the sunlight of his love. We'll live in the glory and the light of the word and the presence of God, knowing that there's no tempter and there's no trouble and there's no trials and there's no turmoil and there's no misunderstanding. Heaven is going to be worth it all because there'll be no storms on the other side. But we're not promised that down here. But until then, we have a good foundation, don't we? And I wonder in this building this morning, what are you building your home on? I'll just say this. If you're not faithful to church, you're not building it on the right foundation. If you're not following the principles of the Word of God, you're not building it on the right foundation. This morning, if you're doing things that you're not supposed to be doing, if you're drinking and if you're smoking and if you're carousing and if you're listening to ungodly music and if you're living a worldly lifestyle, if you're gambling, if you're playing the lottery, if you're playing poker, listen, this morning, if you're living your life by Hollywood or any of the standards of this world, if you're pattering your life after the television or the internet system, if you're, listen, sucked into the world of social technology, and Facebook and internet and Instagram, if that's what your life is surrounded and engulfed in with all the drama and the things of this world, if you're living your life by video games and partying and drinking and having a good time, you're building it on the wrong thing, friend. You're building it on sinking sand and when the storms of life come, you're gonna be swallowed up in the flood of this world and you're gonna live your life with regrets only to wish you could go back and erase the past but you'll never be able to do away with the scars you'll never be able to get rid of the guilt and the regret you need to get right with God this morning because you're building it on the wrong foundation I don't want to be mean this morning I don't but I've come to this conclusion in life if you preach the word of God some people's going to love you and some people ain't going to like you at all And it don't matter how kind you are, they just don't like you because they don't want to hear what you got to say. And there are people here this morning, you may not like me this morning, but there will come a day that you will come, your mind will roll back to this little country church and this preacher and this congregation, and you will wish to God a thousand times you could go back and redo the past. I'm here to tell you, friend, there's too many of them out there today that once sat here and their homes looked like our homes, but they were built on the wrong things. They lived for a little while. They went with us for a little while, but they're not with us no more. They've went a different route only to know that trouble is soon coming. Man, I've had them cut me off. I've had them block me as a friend. I've had them turned away. You had the same thing and never done anything to them. I don't take that personal because I realized this morning they're not shutting me away. They're turning God away. 
today. They don't want to retain God in their conscience. Amen. They may find them a little contemporary church somewhere to go to where the preacher never says anything about anything, where you can live as you please and do as you will and still claim to be right with God. But can I tell you something, friend? That's not reality in this book. Amen. And they're cropping up by the groves all around us and they're deceiving people by the multitude. But the real question is, when the storms of life come, where are you going to turn to? They don't turn to that contemporary crowd. They don't turn to that loose living pastor that pats them on the head and says it's okay to live and do what you want to. No, I'll tell you what they do. They find that crowd that they once despised. They find that old-fashioned crowd, that leather-lung preacher, that shouting deacon, that praying grandmother that they didn't want anything to do with. They hunt that crowd out because they know what they've got is real. Amen. I'm not asking you if you're saved this morning. I'm tired of too many people telling me they're saved and living like the devil and smiling while they say it. Friend, listen, you've been deceived what you've been. Brother, salvation makes a change and it don't just make a little change in your life. It changes your whole lifestyle. Friend, when I got saved, the crowd I run from was the crowd I ran to. Amen? Is that the truth this morning? Isn't that the way it was when you got saved? Hey, when you get saved, God will change your hitching post. Amen? You'll quit running with that crowd. Say, don't you think somebody can fall in it? Sure, but they can't live in it. Amen? I'm telling you, they won't be able to continue in it if they're really saved by the grace of God. They'll either have to get right with God. They'll bear the marks of chastisement or God will put them in an early grave. They'll not live a happy life saved out in this world they'll be men most miserable because they tasted of the goodness of God but that crowd that lives like the devil and acts like they're saved and they continue in sin for years in and years out you can chalk it up they've never been saved I'm preaching that this morning because I really feel like there's people here this morning you need a good dose of salvation much more I could say I won't preach this message in its entirety but He talks about the pattern for building your home on a solid foundation. It's applying the preaching that we hear, that we've been taught, and that we've been read. You see, this morning, it's not enough to just have the Word of God. It's not enough to hold the Word of God. It's good I can hold a King James Bible. That's truth this morning, isn't it? Just because I have one and because I hold it, that's not going to do it. And it's not enough just to hear it. Thank God you go to a church where you can hear the Word of God. Not just me, but the men that teach and, and, and the preachers that come through and preach. We've heard great preaching, hadn't we? Thank God for that. But it's not enough to go to a good church and just hear it. Hearing the best preaching in the world, if you don't do it, you're in the same shape you're always in. I'm telling you, just applying what is said makes all the difference in the world. I know it's not a shouted out sermon this morning, but it's needed. Amen. I'm telling you, it's so needed because why, and I'm for shouting. You know that. I want to shout and praise God every service, but I'll tell you what I see sometimes as a pastor, while some of us are enjoying the goodness of God and having a wonderful time in His presence, I see others uh, that are just faking it until they make it. They're just getting along, uh, but they're falling all to pieces on the inside 
And sometimes as a pastor, that's overwhelming to me. I want to get in and I want to, I want to rejoice, but my heart's breaking on the inside because I see people's lives falling apart and them not doing anything about it and excusing the way that they're living. I'm here to tell you, friend, this morning, there's a pattern for building your home on a solid foundation and that's doing what the Word of God says. Then I say this, the purpose of building your home on a solid foundation is because storms are going to come. That's why God gave us such instructions. Did it ever dawn on you this morning that God is so good that He is not only good enough to save us out of hell, but He's good enough to give us a book that tells us how to live life. He don't take the storms away, but He tells us enough principles how that we can survive the storm and survive it well. How that we can live life and enjoy life. Don't you think this morning, I want to ask you a question. Amongst the four categories this morning, who do you think this morning knows the best life that you and I could live? Do you think self can choose the best life that you can live? Do you think the world can choose the best life that you can live? Do you think Satan can choose the best life you can live? Or do you think God knows the best life that you can ever live? And amongst the four, can I tell you something? Self does not want you to have the best life. Self wants you to have its life. The world doesn't want you to have the best life. The world wants to form and fashion you to its, its what it wants you to have. Satan doesn't want you to have the best life. It wants to, do, to kill and destroy and tear down and you have the most, the, the most terrible life you can ever have. That's what Satan wants. I, I want to tell you God is so good that he saved you and I from hell and he don't want you just to have a good life. He's already planned it out. He knows the best life you can ever have and God like a heavenly father he wants the best life you can have this morning. The purpose is building on Him. And then lastly, the promise of building your home on a solid foundation is that it just will not fall when the storms come. It won't fall. Now, it may get tattered and it may get torn, but it won't fall. And I think that's how most of us that are saved will cross the finish line. We may be tattered. We may be torn. We may have been through a lot of storms. But we won't fall if we've been built, if we've built our house on the right foundation. I want to ask you this morning as we stand, our heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I really felt the burden to preach that this morning. I want to ask two propositions today as Christians are praying. Number one, I want to say if you're lost... You're on sinking sand this morning. And I pray the Holy Spirit will show you you're lost this morning. I, I really do. I pray that it'll be real to you. I pray that you'll stop denying it. You'll come clean with God and honest and just say, I need to be saved. And I pray you'll get saved this morning. I don't want you to sink in the mire of sin. And then I pray this morning that my other proposition for you that are saved... It's not just enough to be saved. If that was it, then Jesus never would have said, I'll liken a man that's wise to him that hears and does. The responsibility 
is upon us this morning. That we must build upon Christ. It's not good enough just to be saved. I mean, for heaven it is. But Jesus is talking about life. And this morning, you may be saved, but hey, Dad, Mother, what kind of foundation are you laying for your children? What kind of foundation, husband, are you laying for your wife? Wife for your husband? Are you submissive to your husband? Husband, do you love your wife as Christ loves the church? Are you the spiritual leader of the home? What are you doing this morning? Have you taken that role of spiritual leadership? It's your responsibility to build. You must lay the foundation first, Dad, for your children, for your wife. You've got to lead them. That's a responsibility. I wonder this morning, what kind of foundations are we laying this morning? We need strong homes. We need spiritual homes in these days. The church can never rise above the home, and we certainly need that. While Brother David sings, some have come. If you need to come, will you come this morning?